Welcome to the Calm Edge Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about employee alignment inside organisations because it is a topic that I have been reading more around and I think it's something that's really important when it comes to organisational success. And I say that because I think we have been distracted uh, in business around employee engagement and I think that employee engagement has become a huge industry that leaders are measuring as a way of measuring the success of their organisation. And we've got big global surveys that go out about how engaged people are And then it takes a year for them to come back and tell us what that means. And what's happening inside organisations is we're looking at the scores of engagement and that's then being thrown around and some ways kind of weaponized for line managers and communications teams to then try and fix that. So the employee engagement surveys come back and it's people aren't happy with communication But it's so broad that actually you can't fix it from a survey. And if you're just doing employee engagement surveys, then that's not going to solve any problems because you need to have conversations with people. But that's a whole other other episode. (laughs) What's important to me is that we move away from looking at engagement because how engaged someone is, I think, has got so many different contributing factors. And when you're looking at an organisation and its success surely what we should be looking at is how aligned people are to the strategy and the vision in order to achieve that and deliver against that. If I'm not aligned to the strategy and what the organisation is doing, I can never be engaged because I'm not aligned to the direction of it. Now, a couple of points about alignment that are important is that alignment isn't about agreement and sometimes the two get looped in together. They aren't the same thing. So it's more around making sure that people are just aware of the direction, going in that direction um, and working towards that that common goal. I first started talking about this when I was looking at organisational change because you can't change an organisation if you haven't got people aligned first. And I first started talking about that when I was doing more of my own development around business strategy and how you create different strategies for different organisations. So what I want to talk about today is whether you agree that we should be looking at align, at alignment, but also I want to explore a little bit about how we've got so sidetracked into looking at employee engagement and the dangers that's actually going to bring inside organisations. Mm-hmm. Because if I think back to a part of my book, which I wrote a couple of years ago, which talks around nonsense measures. And it's in the chapter where I'm talking about data. And I was interviewing Benjamin Ellis, who's a data scientist, and we were talking about data in organizations. And he was saying, these terms are just meaningless. He said, you could ask how bacony your organization is, and you could be 93% bacony today, and then you might measure it again tomorrow and be 48%. But it doesn't mean anything. It's just a word and we've just created it because it has no meaning in terms of behaviors or outcomes or anything like that. Has the same thing happened with employee engagement? What does it really mean? Mm-hmm. Like, do we really care? Does it really matter? What does it really impact? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if we look to alignment, is that going to actually give us better success? And I suppose that's my first question mm-hmm. is, is, is it, would it be better to focus on alignment than it would be to look at employee engagement that has gone through businesses and been a focus for businesses for such a long time? 
and I'm mm. looking directly at Evita, who's just <laughs> staring at me. Staring so, at you. So, I, so I'm going to make her answer first. <laughs> um, no, I was just fascinated by what you were sharing because I've uh, employee engagement to me and a controversial view is I think it's just lost its purpose. I think people have just been like, oh, let's get people engaged and make sure they're happy at work. And, and you know why I've got a problem with this whole happiness thing? Because it's so subjective. And I think we have fallen into a little bit into a trap of not really focusing on why we want employees engaged mm-hmm. and why are mm-hmm. we doing this. Like yep. this survey that we do every year, which is just just doesn't add any value, I have to be honest. <laughs> like how I feel today and how I feel tomorrow are going to be very different. Yeah. And I... Mainly dependent on travel and trains. Mainly dependent on travel, <laughs> trains, you know, who's Or the conditions me. I've been conditions. in, yeah. put in. How much I've had it. to eat that yeah, day. Yeah, if I've got a drink, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And, it, and people, people put so much energy into these kind of employee engagement surveys and spend a lot of money in doing them. Now, I'm not saying that surveys are not important. I think it is really important to check in and make sure that people are doing especially when you're in a large organization but you have to you have to align with the conversations that you're having as well and I would always put employee employee alignment above employee engagement because if your employees are not aligned with the vision the mission and the purpose of the organization and how they contribute to the mission vision and the purpose of the organization then what's the point like what is the point if you don't know what your role is to do in the organisation, how you're contributing to the success of the organisation, then what is the point of doing all this engagement surveys and employee experience things and all that? Because you do need to work on that. And I think a lot of organisations forget that weirdly, which is a bizarre thing to be in because that's why you get chaos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I said that. You do get chaos. And, you know, aligned, we know that when an organisation is aligned, and to your point, it's not agreement. And I think a lot of people think that it's a bit of a dictatorship. Yes. It's not about that. Yeah. It's about, are they aligned enough so they know what their purpose is? So they can question they can be, you know, curious, they can yeah. be innovative, they know what the purpose of the organization, there's no grey area, yeah. really. And everybody knows what they're going into work to do. Mm. And if you don't focus on that alignment, then I just don't understand how you can thrive and succeed and grow as a business. And I think, and I do think sometimes it's by fluke for many of these organizations. And the conversations I've been having recently is when that mission, vision, purpose is missing and your your directors are talking about it on a regular basis, but it's not going out into the wider workforce, you can see the challenges. You can see the 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 the, the breakdown in communications between people and people are feeling disengaged. They don't feel like any loyalty, you know, they don't know why they're there and they'll go to somewhere else if they if they're not being respected in that way. Mm. So yeah, so I agree with you, Jenny. I think empl- I think you did say employee employee alignment comes first, right? <laughs> yeah. You did. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, Judy. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Trudy. Well, um, first of all, I really love all of that thinking around alignment in opposed to engagement. I'm really glad that you wrote that article because it, you know, it just opened up some things that we need to be thinking about. So when you go into organizations, um, I don't know of any leadership team that do not refer to employee engagement survey scores as tick fantastic we've you know we've got 86 percent you know and it's benchmarked against whatever whatever and these are the comments that I hear and and whenever you talk about how are your employees doing how connected are they it's 
they're great. The survey tells us, you know, and to both your points about um, how transient the whole survey thing is, I, I, th- I think it's, 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 it's almost like a, a dead activity. Uh, hate to say it in such a harsh way, but it, it literally is because it's not really telling us what we need to know. It's not telling us um, what we need to know and we have a tendency to not act on it. Mm. So it's, we've got the mark, you know, the mark says we're 86% or we're whatever percent, happy with that. It's against, it's benchmarked against others. So tick, we're brilliant. We don't have to do any work about it, but alignment for me suggests that you have to do things continuously. Mm -hmm. So you have to continuously align. So you have to, um, you know, check in with people, work with people to make sure that they are understanding the why, understanding the purpose, understanding the strategy and able to work with it. So I think there's a lot more strength behind looking at alignment in opposed to engagement. Um, and within business, you know, loads of there are loads of things that we move on, you know, so, so we think about things a certain way for years and then we think, actually, do you know what? Maybe we should move on to something else. And I think this is one of these times where we need to start moving away from employee engagement survey scores or employee engagement as it stands or as it stood previously and look at alignment because I think that's a really, it's a really important approach to take. And I'm, I'm not sure how you sort of measure the alignment piece because there is some, I, I, I do understand the engagement piece of being a, a bit of an outcome or an output and that's how I tend to look at it and I've always looked at it yeah. that it, it, engagement is an outcome or an output of good communication and good alignment. There's definitely something around alignment as a phrase that's very uncomfortable for people. So when I started to think about this, I put a poll out on LinkedIn to say, you know, should we be focused on employing employee alignment, not employee engagement? And around 68% of people agreed that we should. So it was by no way a, a sweeping win for the alignment uh, <laughs> camp. But there were some really fascinating topics and it was a really great conversation on LinkedIn. I'm very grateful for everyone that contributed to it because it's really helped me reflect on my thinking and 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 look at how we need to change our language and why we might be so uncomfortable with the word alignment. And what was interesting, if I just read some of the comments on that around the word, um, it's making me wonder why we're so uncomfortable with something that maybe feels quite clinical or business focused when we might work in HR, marketing or communications. So people have said, alignment can be perceived in too many different ways. There are some negative connotations associated with the word, so I would personally steer clear. Alignment doesn't feel right, and I'm not sure what the right word is. Alignment sounds a bit like coercion to me, (laughs) our way or the highway. Alignment feels too hard to me, like if a member of the team is out of alignment, there's something wrong with them. Now, I can see where there's a a harshness in there. I'm just loving both of you. are just sort of smiling and chuckling. So I'm just going to stop talking and just see if you've got any thoughts on those comments. I mean, goodness me. Like... I like, like it's quite interesting some of those comments and to to an extent I kind of understand the challenge and the worry that they have about mm-hmm. the word alignment but as with everything we overthink the situation yeah. a, a much more and if somebody isn't aligned with the work then there's something is wrong <laughs> yeah not necessarily with not, them not with them something is not wrong with them but you know there is something wrong either they're not you know 
uh, aware of what's going on and they need support to do that or that the maybe the, the organisation isn't for them mm-hmm. and that's okay. You know, it's giving you a clue. Um, and sometimes when you put in, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this wrong again. Actually. Circle <laughs> in a square peg, you know what I mean? You know, when you're a round to, hole. Round, a round square, hole. A circle in a square peg. And yeah. I think there's, there is something around... Um, a square peg in a round hole. Square round hole in a, in a round, it's a square peg in a round peg, hole. We've all yeah. got it wrong today. I mean, some, in a round hole. You, yeah. you know what we mean. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 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 about, you know, why why do I why do I have such a reaction to it? And those comments that you read out, they're quite reactionary. Mm. You know, like, oh no, we can't talk about that. But ultimately, whether you work for a charity or not for profit, whether you're doing it, you know, for whatever reason, it's a business. It's a business at the end of the day. And we're so scared about talking about business. And our job as communicators, marketeers, HR, whatever your role is, operations, whatever, is about business and it's about performance. And we want to try and do that in the best possible way. We're working with people and bringing them alongside us. But we shouldn't be scared about talking about it. And Mm -hmm. alignment is such a big part of the work that we do and, and ignoring it or thinking that it's too clinical or it's too corporate. It's just, it goes against the purpose of what we're trying to do in business, right? Or am I just being unnecessarily harsh? No, you're not. I mean, when you think about what you said earlier or in the beginning, alignment leads to engagement anyway. Um, And you can't avoid business terms. And to me, alignment is not even a business term. It's just a word. And it it clearly says what it means, which Mm -hmm. is you come into line or you understand better the priorities of the organization. Um, that's not a, an official meaning for it. Or anything. <laughs> What's but, Oxford Dictionary truth? No, not at all. <laughs> but it's, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's just, to me, I, you know, when, when I listen to those comments, I think, you know, we think, what, we think a lot wider, especially recently, we, you know, we read a lot of books, we, we, we are a lot more open. And I think the challenge is that some, not to criticize those who commented but um, there's an openness that we need to have to terminology, especially as things change. So, for instance, you know, there's change management and then we moved on to being agile. You know, th- things change in terms of how we term them to better explain what we need to do. Um, and, I, and I just think when I listen to the word alignment, when I listen to the, to the meaning that we, the, that's put behind it, when I think about engagement and I think about all the things that we did around engagement that just do not work, you know, all the things from the survey to, um, you know, the obligatory, let's have the action plan and the team things and so on, that never ever uh, end up kind of achieving anything. And then at the end of it, there's no second measure to say, well, actually what we did in response to the survey did it change apart from the survey the very next year? Yes. I think that's so, the crux of the yeah. issue, isn't so it? So you look at that, and as I said, alignment, alignment is something that's continuous. So I might need to today align with the strategy because that's what's being announced and that's what's being put forward. But alignment can also mean I'm looking at the priorities as well. Mm. And now you know, I'm, I need to get aligned with this line of thinking because there's an emergency, there's a pandemic, there's, you know, there's something else that's coming on. So I'm aligning myself to the thinking that as an organization, they're looking after this. So there are different things along the, ju- along the journey. I know people don't like that word either. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there are different things along our pathway within business that we will use terms that might grate a little bit, but... And I think we have to think about 
the evolution of work in the last sort of two, three years on the back of the pandemic and how there has been so much conversation about the need to be more human at work. That doesn't mean, to your point, Vita, we forget that we are a business and, and there is work to be done. Like, we can do that with more empathy. We can do it with more trust. We can do it with better relationships. We can do it with more care. But it doesn't stop that being fundamental to what we're doing. And I think we've possibly gone you know the other way and there's mm. been a big swing into the need to be more nurturing to some degree at work when actually that's still needed 100%. but but I think it's about bringing that balance maybe back a little bit to remember that that it is a business or an organization yeah. and I and we've almost got a bit scared of that somewhere along the line that we can't be talking about the fact that we're here to you know part of it is to make money, and, money. You know, <laughs> and and keep the economy going and do yeah. things like that it's almost like that's become you know frowned upon <laughs> we've all got to be philanthropic and i think that's you know it becomes taboo doesn't it yeah. it's like we can't possibly talk about it because it makes us feel like we care uh, we don't care or we're ignorant to what's going on in the world and there is a lot going on and mental health specifically mm. is a big concern for a lot of people and it we have but as as like i said as business leaders you do have to think about what do i need to help what do i need to do to help my team be who they need to be to help this organization succeed yeah. and thrive and i think that's okay and that all that will include you know making sure that you've got empathy you've got the the support that some people need at the organization you've got your one to ones and your performance reviews and all those bits that make you a good leader yeah. and a good organization to work for but we're so scared of talking about it in a business way. Yeah. And then that's where that I think people reject alignment and think we shouldn't really be talking about it. We really want to talk about things like how do we make people happy? Hmm. And which is I'm not saying it isn't important, but happiness is so subjective. Yeah, yeah but and is that the role of is that the role of your company to make you feel happy you know I'm not saying that we shouldn't feel happiness when we go to work you know when I used to go into work permanently there were elements of being happy um I felt more satisfied than I did happy this reminds me of a podcast episode that we did before we did about co- <laughs> content, <laughs> the content we did and the scale of joy the which scale we'll of joy. link in that the show notes yeah, that was that it one, yeah um but at the same time that's not the real, that's not the whole reason why I go there. I go there to get paid. I go there to get a fulfillment in terms of the, you know, my skills and my gifts. And I can't see where we can get stuck. And you know? contributing to society. Exactly. Right? So we can't, you know, it, it's like you take, you take the word purpose and you distort it slightly because you think, oh, that's the all important thing. We need to not now think about profit. We need to think about purpose. But then if you have purpose, you will always be productive and you will always be profitable because you will understand exactly why you're here and what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's why it's like fundamental. Some of these basic, basic things, you don't need to distort them and, t- and, and spend too much time on them or make them bigger than what they really are or, or have or remove the focus from perhaps the business stuff and say, let's only focus about happiness. You know, you can't switch like that. There's no point mm. to doing that because we all know that the rest of it, the business side of it, the actual reality side of it still exists. We still have to, to be viable so that everybody has a job. There has to be a business sense about it. To have people productive, you've got to get them aligned to the strategy, the the, the purpose, the values, the mission of the company and all of the other priorities that are going along the way. Do you, do you, this is going to be another controversial Ooh. comment, but do you not think that engagement surveys are more for leaders to show how great they are? 
Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I honestly I, do I, think yeah. that. You know, these kind of great places to work, which are, you know, great, you know, it's great to get the accolade, but I do know that it's not always about the people. Yeah. It's more about the leaders to say, look how great we are. Yeah, because if you are totally. only doing these surveys once a year, you're not taking action from what people are saying and you're focusing more on the great things rather than the things I need fixing then it's for the leaders and the organisation rather than the people, which is why I do have a slight problem with annual surveys. I think yeah. surveys on a monthly basis, pulse checks, conversations, focus groups, are much more powerful than those annual surveys and this hope or dream to get into the best places to work. And I know people have got pride, but I also know from the conversations I've had with certain individuals in various organisations that they feel pressured. Yeah. They feel pressured mm. because they don't want to let the side down. Yeah. Yeah, and that becomes quite toxic in itself, it does. doesn't it? It's so really interesting listening to you both um, sort of share your thoughts on this because there's been a real mishmash of language as we've been talking, <laughs> which has been really interesting. So we've talked about engagement, we've talked about happiness, you know, and we sort of intertwined engagement and happiness together, which is interesting because we've talked about happiness before in terms mm. of the fact it's down to you as an individual and and not anyone else or, or anything else. But I think it's really interesting. It's making me think about the role of culture inside organisations mm -hmm. and where alignment fits within that. But it's also making me reflect on the fact that alignment is a group uh, it's a group piece. It's not necessarily the same as engagement, which is more individual. Mm -hmm. So there's that distinction that's important to kind of think about. But as we kind of move into tip territory, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to think about what are the things that would be helpful for people. And I think there's a couple of there's a couple of strands we could pull on here around if you are focused on employee engagement and you are aware that that's possibly not particularly helpful, what would your advice be to help people advise leaders or to, to shift things in the organisation? Maybe not to alignment, but to shift away from engagement. So what would the advice be to help people move? And then I think there's a part of it in there that I think based on the way this conversation's gone, which is why I love this podcast, is how do you help leaders be more comfortable talking about the fact that this is a business because i think that is one of go, go, is is one of the challenges and is probably going to be a continual challenge for organizations over the next 2 3 years where we're being distracted by other things and therefore we don't feel comfortable saying this is what we need to do because we're kind of too scared of that and i've talked a lot in the last 6 months around culture and the importance of the fact that you can't be everything to everyone because being everything to everyone is being nothing to anyone. Mm -hmm. And that isn't helpful either. So they're my two sort of questions. Don't know who wants to go first with the tips. <laughs> I mean, I think if I take the second question about leaders being worried, I would say, about talking about the fact they're working for a business, I would advise any leaders who are struggling with this is to go back to the purpose mm -hmm. and to talk about why you're there you know, why does this business exist? You know, if, if you feel like you can't talk about it in a very clinical way, then always align it to the purpose, right? And if you're not clear on the purpose of the business because it's evolved and all sorts of things have happened, then that's step one. It's like, what is the purpose of this organisation and what are we here to do? And I think as soon as you have that clear in your mind, then your passion and your drive should allow you to talk about it in a business way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. I think the reason people struggle with finances and talking about financials and all that kind of stuff, because we are in tough times right now. We're not, you know, it's, it is a really difficult situation that people are in and you don't want to talk about 
profitability and what does that look like? And people are under a lot of pressure, but you have to go back to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can talk about that confidently Mm -hmm. and you can talk about that with passion and you can talk about it with vision about what you want this organization to be in the future, then you will align, I hope, the colleagues in that organization to your way of thinking. Because why why would you work there if you don't believe in that purpose? Mm -hmm. I know sometimes it's, it's... it's unav- you can't avoid it because you need yeah. the money, whatever. But I would say nowadays there's choices, more choices than there ever has been for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So that, on that bit, I would say go back to your kind of organisational purpose. Okay, nice, good. Trudy? Um, for me, I, you know, there are a couple of things that um, leaders, I'll focus on the leaders bit first as well. <laughs> um, there are a couple of things. I wholeheartedly agree with what Advisa just said about purpose because that's central to everything. Um but there's something around paying attention to your people. So, you know, we talk about the survey um, and it's annual and then some people do pulse checks and so on and so on and so on. But how connected are you to your people on a day-to-day basis? How, and I know sometimes that is hard if you're a leader of a large organization, that's that's harder to do. But there, there's, a, there's something to do with building a culture where everybody is including others. Um, And I think with any of the, you know, hard conversations that you might have to have about the business side of things, include the people Mm -hmm. from the organization Mm -hmm. in these conversations, because by including them, suddenly that that in itself softens it because it says, you know what, they understand, they fundamentally understand what's going on. They can see what's happening in the economy. They can see what's going on in society. They know what's going on. And if they understand you and your purpose, you inviting them to to, to have that conversation in some way, because there are loads of mechanics that you could use to do that, um, bring them to the fore and let them actually get involved in the conversation. And it just helps then for you to find an inroad to talk about the business mm. because kid you not, people really do want to know about that because they want to know their jobs are secure. Mm. If we never talk about it and it's, yeah. we're all happy clappy going to church, going to, we're all happy clappy going to, going to the office and doing things and getting involved in stuff. We can all do that, right? But the bottom line is the business has to remain profitable. So you have to find ways to talk about it. Yeah. And I think there are, that there's that and there's also listening to your people. You know, finding the time to listen to people is really, really important. Mm, nice. Because you can't do any of this in isolation. No, you can't. No. You can't do it Not in isolation. And I think that's a key part of alignment as well. So you've both answered the question about helping leaders talk about the business. You've nicely dodged the other one. So the other one was how do you how do you shift from engagement to alignment? And I suppose I will I will share that one because it's something I talk about quite a lot with some of my clients and people I work with. And that's really challenging what they what problem they're trying to solve. So how does this engagement survey help us solve a business problem? And I think that's what I would want to come back to because if the engagement survey or looking at the engagement scores, how is that, how, to what end mm. is always the question. You know, and we always talk about what's the outcome you're looking yeah. for. And I think it's it's playing that back around engagement. I think there's also a need to link it really with the, the advice you have given around the business leaders talking more about the business. I'll always remember a CEO talking to me and saying, we're not a social club. Mm. You know, I can't make every decision based on what everybody 
thinks we should do. Mm. We are a, we are a business, and therefore decisions have to be made. Um, and it's not always a conversation. And I think that's equally quite important to to remember and be clear about inside the organization. And people need that. People yeah, need that do. direction. We need structure. Yeah, we need structure. We need, and we're looking for leadership. Mm. If leaders spent all the time going, I don't know, what do you think? We'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are we if, you know, what, what, Exactly. How is this helpful? So I think that would be my advice if you're looking to, to shift. I think it's easy to get stuck in a cycle of engagement surveys, engagement measures, I think if I was working in a communications function and you are receiving that data about communication being an issue, run focus groups, do one-to-one interviews to understand what people are interpreting by the word communication. Because everyone I'm talking to will say to me, oh, they don't mean communication from the centre, they mean their communication with their manager. And we already know from other research that we've done that line managers and their communication skills have such an impact inside organisations. So we should never be taking survey data and acting upon it alone. That survey data should be a a benchmark or a baseline, baseline, thank you, um, to be able to use to then delve deeper. To guide the conversation. Because if you're you're just using that and then taking action, you're going to quickly go off course. So they're my bits around that one that I think are are important. And I'd be really interested to hear from our listeners as to whether alignment does feel like, (laughs) you know, coercion or whether it feels quite comfortable or if it's not quite right. I'd be really interested to hear what people are seeing inside their organisations because it was really interesting to me when I was doing the learning around business strategy and company direction, how important alignment was to the strategy if you're going to be doing any kind of change. And everyone, everyone's talking to (laughs) is doing some form of change inside an organisation. So that's why it's important to me that we talk about this a bit more to make sure that people are just shifting their thinking a little bit and asking the questions. So I'd be really interested to hear from people as well. Yeah, and change is the one thing that is constant in our lives, right? Yeah, it is. And we're not saying that engagement is being thrown out the window. What we're saying is that... They both go hand in hand. They do go hand in hand. But I think engagement's had, had... you know, 100% of the focus, I think, yeah. for quite a long time. Yeah. And my argument is, let's just maybe take 30% and move it yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> and then gradually we might move a bit more. But I think it's it's such a dominant measure in organisations that I think it shouldn't be for the decisions that it's impacting for organisational success. Yeah, yeah. totally. Love Boom, agree. there we go. <laughs> 100% I love that. And just a final point before we close this one off. The, the, when, you know, we all do focus groups and we've had conversations with frontline workers and customer facing mm-hmm. workers. And it's so interesting when you speak with them following the engagement service, because that's what often happens. You follow a pattern, don't you? On how distant yeah. from the organization. And, you know, yeah. and, and when we ask them about, well, in the survey, it said this, it goes, oh, well, just built in because just yeah some, I had to my manager was stood over me and had some yeah. bacon zannies offered so I went yeah. and did it it's true I can't tell you how many times I've heard oh, we had donuts we had bacon sannies yeah. the stood us. they locked us in a room I just I just picked the middle one because it was just quicker and I just wanted to get I get my bacon yeah. sannie yeah. and yeah. go and I think when we feed that back to some t- and we all know this we've all worked in house there is a little bit of element of surprise really they don't what, what do you mean it's like well they just they really don't know why they are there yeah yeah. They don't know. Yeah. And and it, I always have the conversation around with communications teams like why do you care if they don't feel that connected yeah. or they're not that engaged? Like how is their how is their perceived lack of engagement impacting the business outcomes? And that's the good ultimate one. question. I think as it? long as they know that what job they need to do and what value they're bringing, that maybe that's okay. Yeah. Maybe that's okay. I thought one of the yeah. things I that like, I one of the things that I I've seen is how much st- employees appreciate 
being spoken to like that. So in every single mm. focus group, I've, I've, I've had one in particular that said, they have never asked us the questions that you're asking me right now. And I thought, really? You don't, you don't get asked about communications or you don't get asked about um, engagement or this aspect of things? And they said, no, we've never, ever sat in a room and had a conversation about this. This is the first time mm. somebody has taken the time to engage with us. And and we really appreciate it. They loved the fact that they yeah. were able to express how they really felt. But people want to be listened to. This is also reminding me of the ham and cheese baguette episode. <laughs> which I yes. think was like season one or two. So I'll have to pop a link in well, the show really notes to that one, as well. Yeah. That was another how do we make a ham and cheese baguette? <laughs> I think we got quite heated in that one, actually. No, 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 no. <laughs> you and Ed Vita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Let's go outside. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit calmedgedrebels.com. We'd love to continue this conversation, so please connect, ask questions and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn under Calm Edged Rebels. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review us. Calm Edged Rebels.